I'm James. I'm Carrie. I'm Lacey. And I'm Lee at Just One More Fix, a proud member of the Gunna Geek Network. Just like the show you're listening to now, the opinions expressed are those of each individual host. Check out all the other podcasts at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. And get ready, because geekiness begins in three, three two, one. Stand by for a brand new episode of All Things Good and Nerdy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to episode 327 of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, recorded live on Sunday, September 9th, 2018. And I will apologize to our chat room. For some reason, the Twitch chat embed is not working 100% right on the video this week, and I don't know why. When I went to go investigate it, it started working again, so I don't understand. Awkward silence. Thanks, guys. Well, I mean, I'm waiting to get to be introduced here. When do I ever really introduce you? You do it every goddamn week. <laughs> Not really anymore. You guys just kind of steamroll me. That's yeah, also true, but I'm waiting on it now. All right. So I'm Chris, and joining me today is the one and only Anthony Bachman. Hi, my name is Anthony, and I'm a Spider-Man addict. And some That's schmuck. Go ahead. This is the right meeting, right? This this is the right <laughs> meeting for recovery. And some <laughs> schmuck who thinks he's a country music megastar named Willie Nelson. That's me. Oh, man, boy, am I tired after uh, slinging my webs all over the house. Oh, we waited for that. Boo. Boo. Hey, as long as I get a reaction, I'm happy. <laughs> no, you shouldn't be happy with subpar. No. You, you think I can shoot for the stars and get good? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess at least he tried. Uh uh, we're all let down, Willie. He we're gets all a let participation down. trophy. I don't know. I, I found a go. custom emoji that worked though in the chat room. Yeah, I saw you piece of shit. But um, participation for those, trophy for those for in audio. I sent him a die in a fire emoji. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I hope I die in a much different way because that sounds very painful and very hurting. Yeah, it really does. But yeah, guys, welcome to episode 327 of the podcast. This is the Spider-Man Recovery Group. Uh, you'll find out more as we get into this. And that's going to be the name of this episode, I think. Oh, yeah. Since we are all addicts. <laughs> so before we start getting into things, how are things going, guys? You guys had a good week? Getting any shenanigans that was fun? Uh, still recovering a bit from the uh, the Summer Beer Olympics. I guess that's proof we're not as young as we used to be, Willie, if it's taking you a week to recover from the Beer Olympics. Well, I mean, I only drink twice or three times a year at most. What I'm hearing here is I didn't train like a champion for the Beer Olympics. Nope. If you trained, Willie, you could be a champion. A champion. <laughs> if you fail to train, then you train to fail. When when you're already at the top of the game, what what's good training going to do? Willie, you? did you ever take first place in the Beer Olympics? You know what? You can get that dick out your mouth <laughs> when you're talking to me, Chris. Look, all I'm saying is if you haven't taken first place, you're not the champion. Yeah. First you're- loser, you are not at the top of the game. Hey, I won my solo events. I don't want to hear a likely story. A likely I mean, story. it came down to flip cup, and it, and the only reason we lost is our cup Chris, lid. Chris, did Willie bring home the gold? I don't think Willie brought home the gold. That's what I'm hearing here. Then suck it, you pieces <laughs> of shit. <laughs> Talk about being at the top of the game. I won my. Oh, I won every solo game I was in. If you were good enough, you could have carried. You would have won enough to carry your entire team. And a lot of these games were new. 
New games. <laughs> like Hungry Hungry Hippos. That was a new game. Yeah, so Sailor Poland's got it right. We're going to make you watch Beer Fest for motivation for next year. There you go. You uh, need to get ready. Oh, I can't reach it. It's all the way up there. Oh, where is it? Over what, where is it? <laughs> yeah. See, you need to train is, more. This it's is not the challenge, place, folks. Throughout the show, mean? try and connect things to movies, and we'll see if Willie has it sitting on his shelf <laughs> next to him. Because every time we talk about a movie lately, he's got it right next to his computer, it seems like. Where the hell? There we go. Sailor Poland's got it. A poor workman blames his tools. If you were better at what you were doing, you, you would have brought home the gold. I'm sorry, Willie. We're, we're not putting up with this uh, nonsense. <laughs> Don't fucking lie to me. You're not, you're not a champion. Shit. You're not sorry for shit. Don't fucking lie I'm to just me. sorry that you're upset that you're not a real champion. You better start practicing for next year so you can be the real champion. Get your teammates and start having monthly beer Olympic practice. Oh, well, I mean, when they it's all new games. I can't fucking train for new games. You have new games every year? You don't go with like Flip Cup and Beer Pong and Beirut and stuff like that each year? Well, since we had only three teams this year because people keep backing out, um, was we had to we had to pull lateral and only have three teams. Uh, we Instead of playing Beer Pong, uh, we did a version of it called Cutthroat, which if you know the game of Cutthroat and Pool, uh, that we had like colored rims on all the cups, and you, the whole point is to keep your cups on and try and get in other people's cups. I see. If so, you made it into your own, it's gone, and the other and the other two teams get to put their cups in back in. Willie, here's some challenges for you to see if you have them nearby. Do you have Chatterbox on your shelf? I never even fucking heard of that. The Emperor's Ooh. New Groove. Do you have that? Wizards one? by Ralph uh, Bakshi. I don't have a lot of Disney movies. I can tell you that right now. How about Equestria Girls? <laughs> All right, even heard We're of just that going one. super obscure. How the how is that going to help me? This out? is Sailor Poland. He's taking the challenge to make sure if you can pull things off the shelf as we talk about. Them. Last one he had on there, Triplets of Belleville. <laughs> I've not pulled not one thing that's super obscure from my shelf. <laughs> well, well, and the last one's just cheating, Sailor Poland. Like that's that's just no fair. Yeah, you can't suggest a movie you made and say does Willie have it on the shelf because <laughs> it's never been on DVD. Well, well of course yeah. he doesn't have it then. <laughs> It'd be hilarious if Willie pulled it up on a laptop. Got it, bitch. All right. <laughs> Willie, Equestria Girls is my little pony movie, so it's not obscure. I'm happy I did not know that. <laughs> well, good thing Porn. we're not playing Porn or Pony. Well, we got to remember. I lost that fucking game. Willie's po- Porn or Pony knowledge came from the porn side of the house, not the pony side of the house. That's true. When There's a the reason game. he took third, if I remember correctly. Wait, you think I actually learned their names? <laughs> yeah. Apparently, yeah. Some some of us pay more well, attention than you. Well, I only, only really know the ones I'm like. Oh, that's some big old boobies. Uh, Chatterbox is about a woman with a singing, talking vagina. Willie, that sounds like it's right up your alley. That does sound like a movie he would own. That sounds like <laughs> a horror movie, actually. I don't want to see that. <laughs> Hello, no, my baby. Hello, my darling. <laughs> I th- you're thinking of Teeth, the movie about a vagina yeah, dentata. And I've never seen that movie for a reason. Oh, yeah, I don't want to see it. I know it exists, but I don't want to watch it. <laughs> I've seen the, the trailer has the clip of the uh, the doctor just going in dry, pretty much. And all of a sudden, he gets his fingers bit off. <laughs> that sounds terrible. And the most obscure thing I can probably pull off my shelf is the Toxic Avenger. That's not obscure. Oh, it's, a, it's fucking obscure. No. Now, you, I'm sorry. You're living in an echo chamber. 
you have to understand, not a lot of people know about the Toxic Avenger when you're given like the general population. It is the most famous of all the trauma films. Oh, I so, will give you that. But if you're gonna say if you're gonna say it's something obscure, it would have you'd want to be it would want to be one of the lesser trauma films. The I average s- person may have heard of the Toxic Avenger. May. I said it's the probably the most obscure movie I can pull from my from my reach right well, here. Well, that means you just need more trauma films. Well, that's the only way. Oh, I mean, uh, I guess fine. I guess I could also pull out uh, Toxic Avenger Part 3 because that's probably the most obscure if you want to really want to be technical. Or that, that would definitely be more obscure. Or like the first three episodes of the Toxic Avengers. Or was it Toxic Crusaders? Sorry. Toxic Crusaders, the animated show where they put like. Oh, the cartoon? <laughs> yeah, because I bought the Tox Box a long time ago. It had uh, Toxic Avenger 1, 2, and 3. And then like, I guess the first three episodes on, on a DVD of the, nice. of the cartoon. How the f- still? I don't know. How the fuck did they make a cartoon out of that? Oh, it's got titties and gore. There was a Let's there was a point. There was a point in the late eighties, early nineties where the 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 crazy offensive stuff like the Toxic Avenger got really popular. And Rambo got fucking cartoon too. Yeah, yeah, I mean, fucking Rambo had a cartoon. And yeah, there there was a point in the late eighties where they were making almost everything into cartoons, and then that kind of all died off, and that's why Batman the animated series was such a big deal when it came out. Because it had been so long since we'd had a good cartoon. God, I want the Blu-rays <laughs> of that. They look so gorgeous when they posted the video online of yeah. all the work they did on it. I I've really never bought that it. series before, so yeah, the idea of waiting now and getting that Blu-ray box set, oh hell yeah! Supposedly, the Blu-ray conversion is what's going to be on the DC streaming service, though, too, for anyone that is more interested in the streaming service right now because of things like Young Justice and stuff like that. But that's neither here nor there. We're starting to get into newsy stuff, so it means I just got to hit this button, and I'm going to hit it right now. Live from the ATGN studios on uh, the internet, it's the news of the week. That's right, it's the news of the week. It's that part of the show where we run down what is in our minds the most interesting geeky and or nerdy news to have come up in the past week. There's some good stuff here. We're saving one of the bigger stories for last. Willie's got that one, don't worry. When Willie's got news... We know it'll be entertaining. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Chris just said Willie's got the biggest one. Oh, no. Thank you, Chris. Yeah, the biggest hemorrhoid. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> <laughs> well, when it's taking up all that space, it's got to push back somewhere, and it's not really a hemorrhoid. It's just pushing back in. God damn it. What did I do? <laughs> all right, so let's talk news. Let's talk... Emmy Awards and stuff like Segway. that. Award oh. season has started for things. And last night, I believe it was last night. Yeah, it was on the 8th. The Emmy Awards oh. took place. And specifically, we started talking about best out- excuse me, outstanding <laughs> animated program. And we have a winner. It's Rick and Morty that won. And, as Justin- uh, and Chris, I wanted to bring up something because the Emmys didn't happen last night. The Creative Arts Emmys happened last night. I had to look this shit up on Wikipedia because now the Emmys has been divided into primetime Emmy Awards daytime Emmy Awards, sports Emmy Awards, and each of those three categories are subdivided into their own creative arts, primetime, creative arts, daytime, and creative arts, sports Emmys. Hold so on there's second. literally like six different categories of Emmys now. And the podcast Emmys. Steven wants to bring Hold that on. up too. Not the podcast <laughs> awards, the podcast Emmys. Hold yeah. on a second. The sports Emmys? What the fuck is that? It's all uh, for like for, the sports shows. For, yeah, the announcers that are televised. Not necessarily announcers, but some of like the studio shows and stuff like that. Did you ever watch a what was uh, Katie Nolan? Like Arliss, Arliss. Uh, did you watch like Garbage Time by Katie Nolan and stuff like that? Like the sports talk shows and stuff like that. 
they have different awards for that. She won a sports Emmy for that. Actually, she's really talented. I like her shows. Let's talk about Arliss. Robert Wool. Ar- it was an old you HBO show. show. Arliss. No, it's an Ar- HBO show where he's a man. You know who Robert Wool is? He was in the first Batman movie in the Tim Burton. He was a. Uh, he wasn't Harvey. No, yeah, yeah he has ability. Um, he was like uh What's her name? Vicky Vale's like part, like a work, a coworker. Is that guy? Okay. Knox. So let me let me take it back to my news story that we were on. Is that they had whatever Sports version of Emmys. the Emmys this was last <laughs> night? An outstanding animated program went to Rick and Morty. Justin Roiland treated out. Now we're mainstream sellouts, which I thought was a good way to put it. Now it did have competition. It won for the episode Pickle Rick, which I think we all kind of enjoy. Anthony's holding up a Pickle Rick Funko right now. I, I, I turned myself into a pickle, Morty. He turned himself into a pickle. <laughs> uh, pickle Rick beat out episode, an episode of Bob's Burgers, Big Hero 6, the series, South Park, and The Simpsons to take this Emmy. So it had no real competition. <laughs> Bob's Burgers is in South Park, I think, are pretty well received. Now, Simpsons I, will, nowadays I will give you that if funny. this was six years ago. Well, and The Simpsons has won it like what thirty-seven times, so it's not like they need to win it every year. Yeah, I'm sorry, but Bob's Burger has not been as good as it ever was since the first season when they could get away with some more shit. I'm not a Bob's Burgers fan, really, but I am. Uh, South Park continues to put out pretty good stuff. Now they can do that though because they only do like eight episodes a season. Now, don't give me that. I, I am a Bob's Burger fan, but that first season is the best, and uh, ever since then, it's kind of like it's okay. Like it's as watchable, enjoyable. But it's not no, no nowhere near the first season level. It was cool to see that uh, Black Mirror won, I think, two of the creative Emmys for um, uh, the USS Callister, the the torture Star Trek episode, which was fucking fantastic. Oh, yeah. That's the first episode they have of the season. Yeah. Like an outstanding single camera picture editing for a limited series or movie. It's like these are very specific, a lot of very specific technical awards. Well, yes. it's a very specific technical award show. <laughs> Yeah, well, it certainly <laughs> seems that way, doesn't it? So, if you're comment, not Comedy Central, Cartoon Sports Network, movies. what the fuck? If you're Cartoon Network right now, you're probably going, "Hey, we are feeling a little bit better about our 70 episode order we just did for Rick and Morty, considering it just won an Emmy." Yeah, because I mean, now it's yeah, it's Emmy award winning Rick and Morty, Emmy award winner Justin Roiland, uh, Emmy award winner Dan Harmon. I really look forward. I look Emmy award winning Pickle Rick. I look forward to seeing what they do to make fun of winning the Emmy because do you guys remember what South Park did when they won their Emmy award? I don't remember. That was the one where Randy tries to take the biggest shit in the world. And every time like he's taking a dump or whatever, they pop up little Emmy awards spinning like Emmy award winning comedy or whatnot. And at the very (laughs) end, one of the uh, folks from the uh, Guinness book of world records or whatever it is, picks up the statue out of the lower bug and like shoves in the giant turd that Randy (laughs) lets loose at the end. So you know they'll probably Rick, find like, pulling it out of like a like the the glove box of his spaceship and find like an Emmy and then just toss it. Yeah, the, you know <laughs> they're going to do something to at least uh, call that out, even if it's a little aside or something like that. And I can't wait to see what it is. But Doofus Rick is going to be holding on to it, and, and that could got, be it too. So got seventy episodes to get to it. That's the yeah. best part. <laughs> so kudos to the Rick and Morty team on your Emmy Award win. But that's all I really had news-wise. I'll toss things over to Anthony now. All right, we'll go. We'll go. Sad news first, and then the bright, shiny news afterwards. Um, it's it's the really sad part about this is. Uh, did you guys hear that a giant fucking megastar died? Yep. Yeah. Because it hasn't really been like blasted on social media and Twitter the way the last couple of big deaths have been. But uh, we lost Burt Reynolds. Fucking the bandit died. 
And when I saw that on Twitter, like I saw like one or two people talking about it. I was like, like, how is this not a bigger deal? Like, holy shit. And I realized that most of the people on social media aren't as old as me and don't really remember that in the late seventies, Burt Reynolds was fucking the rock. He was in every major film. He was the biggest star on the planet. Like nobody could touch Burt Reynolds. The laying on a bear rug thing that Deadpool did was an ode to Burt Reynolds, who did that before Deliverance went to the Oscars. I was going to mention that. Yeah. And he talked about how that's probably why they didn't fucking win the Oscar. But yeah, um, the Hollywood Reporter put up a great article about uh, the ex-jock from Florida starred in Deliverance and Boogie Nights, but preferred making such populist funfair as Smoking the Bandit and the Cannonball Run and Starting Over. And I'm not going to read the whole article, but there's a good chunk of it here that was just really fantastically well-written. It says, uh, see, Burt Reynolds is a charismatic star of such films as Deliverance, The Longest Yard, and Smoking the Bandit. And the original Longest Yard is still, as far as I'm concerned, one of the greatest prison movies ever. It's a fantastic film if you haven't seen it. Don't watch that fucking remake with Adam Sandler bullshit. Go watch the original. It's great. Well, I mean, Burt Reynolds is in the remake, too. Yeah, yeah but it's still it's not the same type I of know. film. Yeah, he said uh, he died at 82, uh, cardi- cardiopulmonary arrest, so he had a heart attack in the hospital. Says uh, Reynolds received an Oscar nomination for his portrayal of porn director Jack Horner in Paul Thomas Anderson's Boogie Nights was the number one box office attraction for a five-year stretch starting in the late seventies. I uh, died at a medical center in Florida. Let's see where was it? Ta-ta-ta. And started such romantic comedies as Starting Over, opposite Jill Claiborne, Candace Bergen, The Best Little Whorehouse in Texas with Dolly Parton, Best Friends with Goldie Hawn, and quite aptly The Man Who Loved Women with Julie Andrews. Though beloved by audiences for his brand of frivolous good old boy fare, the playful Reynolds was rarely embraced by the critics. First time he saw himself in Boogie Nights, he was so unhappy he fired his agent and went on to win the Golden Globe but lost the Oscar to Robin Williams. So like he never won an Oscar, which is just sad because he's a fantastic actor. And then, yeah, it sucked. In uh, his memoir, he talks about regretting it. It says, I didn't open myself to new writers or risky parts because I wasn't interested in challenging myself as an actor. I was interested in having a good time. As a result, I missed a lot of opportunities to show I could play serious roles. And by the time I finally woke up and tried to get it right, nobody would give me a chance. Still, Reynolds had nothing to apologize for. He was Hollywood's top grossing star every year from 1978 through 1982, equaling the longest stretch the business had seen since the days of Bing Crosby in the 1940s. In 1978, the year I was born, he had four movies playing in theaters at the same time. And then it was also uh, to note the movies that he didn't make were just as big. Reynolds' career also marked by the movies he didn't make. Harrison Ford, Jack Nicholson, and Bruce Willis were grateful after he turned down the roles of Han Solo, retired astronaut Garrett Breelove, and cop John McClane in Star Wars, Terms of Endearment, and Die Hard, respectively. Like, all of those roles could have gone to Burt Reynolds. We would be living in a much different world if Han Solo was Burt Reynolds, if Turns of Endearment starred Oscar-winning Burt Reynolds, and Burt Reynolds had been John McClane in Die Hard. Like, well, holy shit. That's one of those weird <laughs> casting ones all the time, too, because remember, uh, Indiana Jones was almost Tom Selleck also. Yeah, exactly. Like, you think of some of those, and you're like, I just don't see it. How could anyone else do it? Yeah, but at the time, yeah, Burt Reynolds was the biggest star. I, I think it also it hit me more because being born in 1978... It used to take a lot longer for movies to get to TV and HBO and stuff like that. So by the time I was four or five, all those movies that he had in theaters, my parents were watching at home. So by the time I was really old enough to start remembering movies, my parents were watching all the Smokey and the Bandit films and The Longest Yard and fucking uh, Sharky's Machine. Like Burt Reynolds was on TV all the fucking time in my childhood. 
but yeah, it's just it, it's sad. It's you know, it's another fantastic actor that you know we've lost. But yeah, if you haven't seen Deliverance and like most people only remember the squeal like a pig scene, but go watch that movie. It's a fucking fantastic, crazy ass, tense thriller of a couple guys just trying to go on a fucking kayak trip down a river and then shit goes wrong. But Burt Reynolds is like the sexiest man alive in that movie. He's literally wearing just like a, a half zipped up um, uh, vest and just just looks fucking hot as hell. Looks like the sexiest thing the seventies ever created. Yeah. Let's all uh, pour one out for Turd Ferguson. Right. You know, no is it bad that was the first thing I thought? And I really shouldn't have, but the first thing was like, oh, it's Heard Ferguson. And I was like, why did I not think of any of the other movies and stuff he's done? Because you're you, Chris. Yeah, well, I mean, I am terrible. I yeah, uh, go go check out the, the Hollywood Reporter article. It's a fantastic article. Like, it's really long, but it covers a lot of stuff. And, I mean, dude did so much during his time. But then we also have good news this week. We got to see the cover of the next Entertainment Weekly. We got to see Scrolls. We got to see a de-aged with his both eyes and hair, Sam Jackson. Practical effect scrolls, if I read that right, too. Yeah, practical effect scrolls. Ben Mendelsohn, yeah, going through actual, probably what's four or five, maybe six hours of makeup to become the scrolls. And that's as I would put up a funny ass uh, uh, thing on social media where the scrolls are all coming out of the ocean. And they, the, someone put up a, a line or either like, do they think the scrolls come from the our fish? Or do they come from the water? Because it looks like they're coming out of the ocean, which just looks so strange they're, in the picture. They're just making a Christian rock cover. That's all. It's yeah, just it like a Faith Plus yeah. One from that South Park episode. It looked yeah, like they're, they're going to drop a Christian rock album at the the summer. I was yeah. going to say they uh they're, they're changing their history. They're now Atlanteans. They're now Atlanteans. Turn green. But yeah, uh, Brie Larson as Captain Marvel is on the cover of the next Entertainment Weekly in the red and blue suit. So we saw the previous set photos where she had the green and white, the original OG Marvel suit on, and people were kind of freaking out because, duh, people just freak out. But yeah, she is in the red and blue. She looks fucking fantastic. The suit looks super cool. And yeah, it's just this this this, this movie is going to be huge. Marvel's finally getting their you know first female full lead movie, which has taken way too long. But at the same time, like. Other than not having a Black Widow movie, Marvel hasn't really made a misstep, so I can't be mad at him. And this movie looks like it's going to be fucking great. She's going to answer her pager from the 1990s and show up and kick some ass. So I'm super excited to watch uh, some Captain Marvel. But yeah, the set photos are awesome. Ben Mendelsohn looks super cool as a scroll. The scrolls look really good just all together. And the idea that there's been possibly scrolls hiding on Earth since the 90s, like that's awesome because then they can mess with so much of the Marvel Universe. We don't know who has or hasn't been a scroll this whole time. Like, think about how amazing it would be if they actually did Secret Invasion. We live in a world where we never thought we'd see basically a crossover event done as a movie. And already we've gotten Civil War and Infinity War. If five years from now we end up getting Secret Invasion and we find out that fucking like Tony Stark has been a scroll this whole time, how fucking amazing would that be? Like, it would so mess with people, but it would also be really great storytelling and it would be really fun. And now we actually live in a world where Marvel could do that and it could work. Like, how fucking awesome is that? So I saw one of the guys I follow on Twitter because I like his takes on movies and things like that said, this is the perfect way to end Captain Marvel. Let me know if you think I'm right or wrong. And he goes, Carol's ba- Carol's pager goes off. She looks at it and people around her start disintegrating. She then starts to disintegrate and somehow uses her cosmic powers to not, which shows how powerful she is. And I was like, Okay, that would be pretty badass if she was that powerful. She could overcome an infinity gem disintegrating her. 
that's too powerful. I like it. Well, they remember Feige did say she's the most powerful hero in the Marvel universe. The most powerful, yes. But with the six stones, Thanos is God. He'll never if be her a God. Pow- you heard Loki. If her power could actually stop that, then literally she could just walk up and just snap Thanos' neck and it's not a fight. Like that's that's too much. Should have gone for the head. <laughs> Should have gone for the head. Yep. I mean they're gone for the head. It's all on Thor now. It's his fucking fault. <laughs> well, that's part of what they said in that too, is that remember Thor's basically well, we don't need to go back in Thor is basically a broken dude. Let's just leave it at that. He's broken. Who's at more fault here? Star Lord or Thor? Both of them suffer from the same flaw where they let their emotions get the better of them and could have ended it. So I would argue equally so. Now, you, one could make an argument Thor more so because that was the final chance. I don't know. I blame Star-Lord. They had that gauntlet off. Well, I mean, I'm thinking maybe Star-Lord because he had two chances. He could have killed Gamora. Yeah. I mean, who, who knows? It, it varies. There's multiple people at fault. That's what it comes down to. Because really, they had ample opportunity, too, which is better than you would expect, to beat uh, Thanos. I mean, hell, Tony even drew blood. <laughs> Yay. I didn't yeah, all care. that for a drop all of blood. All that for a drop of blood. <laughs> I've been rewatching it because, yeah, I just finally got it. And, oh, it's so damn good. It's basically the Thanos Chronicles, which I, I don't think any of us saw it coming that he was really going to be the main character in that movie. And he's so damn good the in Russo it. Russo said he was the main character, basically. Yeah, but oh, I I'm not God. sure any of us really believe that we were going to get that much on-screen Thanos after we've been getting five and ten second shots of him for the past ten years. Like, it, it was so good. Really Fucking was. Thanos was so awesome. I think I'm going to finish watching it with breakfast. <laughs> and I'm sure uh-huh. we'll win no awards come Oscar season because comic book movies are just popcorn movies and should never be eligible for awards. Even uh-huh. new made-up categories we make up for them will decide not to. Sorry, Black Panther. Uh-huh. That's because the Oscars are still far too old and white. The only reason Heath Ledger won was because he died. If he hadn't died, he wouldn't have won, I bet, for the Joker. And he was damn good yeah. as the Joker, and he deserved it. Well, that, and I'm trying to remember, he didn't win the year of Brokemack, right? He didn't win Best Actor that year? I don't think so. And so I think it was also a payback Oscar, because it was one of those ones where people weren't happy that he didn't win that year for what was probably his best acting job, and so he won it for Joker. But yeah, if it wasn't a posthumous award, he probably wouldn't have won it which is really sad because he was deserving for both films. Yeah. I don't want to talk about the Oscars. They depress me. Yeah. They're Why ridiculous. are we talking about them? Because I, I made a mistake. Stop it. Okay, Willie, let's <laughs> talk about something else. What do you got for us? Oh, yeah. are we going to me? Yeah. Do it. Do it. Well, do it. Do it. Something I've been personally waiting for for how long? About two years now? Um, Let me just see. Uh, Would be, uh, you know, a game called Spooderman. It finally came out. I'm sorry. Let me just let me just Bill say it correctly. Spider-Man. It finally came out. And I've been playing the ever-living hell out of it. Haven't beaten it yet. I think I'm right at the end of Act 2. I was surprised to see it's built into three acts. Because I got the trophy for beating Act 1. And I think I'm just at the very end of Act 2. Um, what can I say about this game? Well, like other sandbox games, most notably Ubisoft games, it is a collectathon. Oh, yeah. Not a bad thing since uh, this game has a great way that you move and flow through the map with the web slinging. And uh, the web slinging is this game's best feature. Do you think it's better than Spider-Man 2 web slinging? I'm going to get a little bit into that. Okay, then I will let you get to that when you get to that. Okay. And uh, just so I'm not sucking this game's dick off the whole time, I also have some cons for it. I'm going to start off with. 
had to be done. Yeah. <laughs> I got spooted all over the face. <laughs> uh, now the controls can be a little bit weird with it. I'm just starting off with the, some of the cons, like um, like when you're like just running around, like you, you the R2 button is that how you run, and it can be a little wonky when like your part because it automatically parkours over things, and a little bit later on you unlock an ability to do charge jumping, and one of my biggest gripes about that is uh you can just hold you have to hold r2 to charge your jump with x you because know, x is your jump button you can stand still and just charge up there the jump up really high or you can also run with it and charge up at the same time the problem with that is whenever you parkour over anything uh it resets the countdown for the uh the charge ability to jump up extra high or just resets it and when you're trying to run around across a rooftop, when it has all those little pipes and everything, you start just hopping over all those. Like, I can't even charge this shit up. And it's just a little minor gripe. I wish they didn't do that. I wish, you know, it wouldn't reset the counter. That, that would be a nice touch if they, you know, they changed that back. And just like, I'm having like some of these challenge missions. Like, I was, I told Bachman last night, fuck these goddamn challenge missions. They're the worst part of this fucking game to me because I don't like these challenges. I don't like time missions or anything like that. I hate them. And you have to be so fucking perfect to get like the top, you know, the top tier. I think it was amazing, spectacular, and ultimate. And you have to be so fucking precise to get the ultimate, um, to get the most amount of tokens from it. God, it's so pain. And sometimes the controls kind of work with you, uh, against you because it's, it's like, I just want to go there. How come I'm not going there? But some of it's like the web sling, which I'll get into a little bit later on. Oh yeah, right now. Um, think of it like this: the web slinging in Spider-Man Two. Think of it like a race uh, racing game that was more sim-based. And let's go take um, like Ultimate Spider-Man from the PS2 as well. That went more arcade like uh, racing. You know what I mean? It's kind of like that feel where it's sim-based, where it's like boom, physics mean everything, or arcadey, where we're going to give you so much leeway. This game is. More is kind of in the middle and leaning toward the sim side a whole lot, but uh, yeah, but I I did like the uh web swing in Spider Man 2 a bit more just for that sim base. Like, the web has to hit a fucking building, and no matter where it hits, like, you're swinging down. It seems like the game helps you a lot in this one, uh, when you web and to keep you off from hitting the ground or anything because it seems yeah. like when a jumping web it, it helps you out a lot. And yeah, this so. one's designed to not you the bottom arc of your pendulum almost never hits the ground on this game, which I can appreciate. Like that's it, a good design for you, but I and I would I would prefer it with a more sim base. And I hate sim racers, which is a weird thing. I'll tell you, give me an arcade racer any goddamn day. But it's weird. I like I feel that way about this. <clears throat> uh, the combat could be a little bit more fine tuned. I mean, the the, the comparisons are going to be there with the Arkham games. Uh, since like the Arkham yeah. games were designed by giving Batman a spider sense. That's well, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, well, what I mean, is like I do like the way they do it in the Arkham games. Like when you see that little spider sense go off and you hit the dodge button in the Arkham games, that proceeds over every other button command. You press the counter button, you counter. That's just it. This game, uh, it doesn't quite work out where it's like you if you're already hit the the punch button. And all of a sudden, it really flashes, and you try and hit circle. That animation is going to play out yep. the, for the punch. Yeah, like, for uh, bomb throws and the jumps and stuff. Yeah, sometimes it it like counteracts itself. 
Now the bomb throws they actually are a little bit lenient with that with the where you, you can do L1 and R1 to swing it back at them, the web throw it back at them. That's kind of lenient because the timer will actually stop from counting down if you if you use it to sling it back at them. I do I appreciate that. No, I mean that like fully. if the spider sense is going off because you're being shot at as you're waving oh, yeah. a bomb to throw it, sometimes you get shot and sometimes you don't. Like it seems yep. like there's there's a little iffy leeway one way or the other depending on when you web a bomb or a manhole cover or whatever or a trash can depending oh, and, on when the, uh, the spider sense goes off. Oh, and if three or four people are shooting at you at the same time, you're going to take all that goddamn damage. Yeah. God, that, that. <laughs> uh, and I've also run into some minor bugs, like just minor little glitches. Like um, I got to a mission where I had to use a little spider drone like crawling around the ground, and I turned around the corner from just getting it out, and there was a bus on the sidewalk just driving through people. It was just like phasing <laughs> right through them. Wow. I like, wow. I did. I saved that video. The I did save the uh yeah the video for. It. I was like, hmm, that's a bit weird. I haven't seen that's that. That's the only time I've really seen that. And uh, like, and it's a little minor gripe. Is uh, I don't know if I've seen any glitches so far. Yeah, it's the only one I've really seen that that was that bad. I was like, oh. I'm just walking on the sidewalk because this little spider thing, you know, like a fish lens, fish eye lens. And they're just like, there's a bus on the sidewalk and just going through people. But, um, yeah, a little minor grab is like when you like you're from falling from a top and you just land on the ground. People in a 20 foot radius will just like, oh, God, it's Spider-Man. Oh, he came out of nowhere and just fall to the ground. Like, oh, God, <laughs> like I'm not near you, guy. Why are you falling down? Oh, that's what I saw because I like the fact that sometimes there'll be like a car wreck or something and you'll get there and everything's already handled like there's nothing that needs to go wrong or like you don't have to save anybody mm-hmm. nobody's hurt it's just police and paramedics handling a crime scene which is kind of cool because it makes sense it's a massive city like there should just be traffic accidents where sometimes nobody's hurt the cops ambulance are there but I had one of the ones where you stop a car in a in a car chase it causes a wreck, and then when the paramedics showed up, the ambulance drove up on the sidewalk and drove over like eight people. I was like, oh, shit, well, now there's civilians that need to be taken to the hospital because you fucking hit them with an ambulance. Yeah, that's the only one I've seen that was weird. And now this is also a very tiny gripe. I mean, I wish it, wish it wasn't even a thing because this was also in God of War, and they actually fixed it where you can increase the font size and menus because that font in this game is really tiny. I wish it was just... I mean, I have to like squint and like is what does this say? <laughs> Lean in. It's like okay. I feel like I'm an 80 year old man. Come on, game. I think it, it might be something in the menu already. The settings, the upload. I'm not 100 percent sure. I think I saw a YouTube video that was saying something about that. I still have to go in there. So hopefully it's in there where you can make the text a little bit bigger. God of War did it. They didn't make it so you can make it really large, but they had it so you can like, you know, give it like an extra 50 percent size. And it was like. That's How quick nice. did they do that patch on that? Because I know we talked about it in the pre-show. God of War dropped like a patch a day almost. It seemed like just for minor tweaks. Oh, yeah. I think about, who was it, like a week or so maybe? That's not terrible then. Maybe it was less than, I can't remember 100%. So that means they're listening to the fans and the gamers like, hey, we got a problem with this. And they're actively going to try and correct it. So hopefully that's the case with Spider-Man because I do think some of the yeah. font sizes are a bit small. Oh, yeah. It's, it, kudos to you, Santa Monica, for you know, for listening like that and you know, fixing things like uh, that's just fantastic on their part. Now, hopefully, yeah, Spider-Man we'll, we'll will do the same. Yeah, we'll see what Insomniac does with the first patch. Because yeah, they're a good company. Oh, they yeah. usually make really solid stuff. And yeah, it's day three. We like, already had the, a we already had a patch. Day one. No, patch. I'm I mean the first response I patch. I know. Uh, now that now that uh, you know attacked a little bit, let me let me just go on to the pros here, the good side, the graphics. 
holy shit the attention to detail and just throughout the whole city is fantastic so the people walking around i like how you can just go around and people are like hey spider-man and it has a little symbol over there you go to him you can press triangle you can take a selfie with him like oh can i get a picture he goes like yeah selfie and you can high five him too i yeah, think too. Yeah. like a double high five i've only gotten high fives so far i haven't had anyone do a selfie i've had him take yep. pictures of me but not take a picture with me yeah, you actually put their arm around you. Hey, I'm not sure if you hover hands or not. I didn't really notice that. Just that thought just randomly <laughs> crossed my mind just now. Um, but uh, also, I like how and through the loading menus, through the cutscenes, that the suits will stay with you like through everything. Like, because uh, this game has what 28 suits, I think. Something like that. It's a ton. Yeah, it's 28 suits, and this ain't no fucking like compare it back to Batman. The Batman. You won't have to fucking buy DLC to get the suits. They're all in there. Like, I mean, I know, I know, the, I know the what Batman Arkham games. They came with some, but most of them were under DLC. And yes, Spider-Man is coming out with more for for their DLC, but that's still twenty-eight suits in game that you can use, and you can use yeah. it through through the story mode whenever you want. Like Arkham games, you had to beat the game to even use them. This one, you can just use it whenever the whenever you unlock it. You can still use it. And most of I think all but three or four have all different abilities, and you can also attach those abilities to any suit you want. Yeah, that's that the was, best feature is that once you unlock a suit, you unlock its accompanying ability, but then that ability can be put on any other suit. So once you unlock an ability, you can wear whatever suit you want to look a way you want to look and use any ability that you've unlocked with the other suits, which is yeah, fantastic. So, yeah, so you're not locked in like, well, I like this ability, so I have to be this suit I don't really like. So you're not locked into that. That's a good thing. Uh, yeah, just oh my gosh, just the attention to detail with Insomniac. You did a fan fucking fantastic job here. Not even gonna lie. Uh, I love the design of the characters too. How they kind of updated their looks and whatnot. Like the Shocker looks fucking great. Uh, I, I'm getting to a little. Uh, it's really Norman a- Osborn's hair bugs me because yeah, it's he, not the cornrows that it's yeah, always been in the comics. They made him look a little bit more like Trump with that orange hair, did they not? <laughs> I think so. I did. You noticed that, right? Yeah. It's like him, him and Doc Ock. Those are the two biggest changes for hairstyles because Ock always had that funky bowl cut. Yeah, that most you know, the mo. Yeah, Alfred Molina didn't really do it, but like this is a full on like he's going bald. Like it's a totally different look for Ock. It kind of fits him the character too, because he's like one of his fifties. Yeah, and he's frumpy, which he's always been yeah. like a frumpy old scientist. Which I mean, it makes sense. They all look great. Like and the fact that like there's literally like texture on the skin. Oh, like they yeah. put pores in the people's skin. So when you get a close up on camera of like Norman Osborne talking, like it's so close to an almost CGI person that it's creepily good. It's like, getting close to the thing. Yeah, it's getting close to the uncanny valley. Yeah, yeah, it's it's really close. Like some of the some of the video in this game for the cutscenes is on par with like the CGI characters from the Star Wars movies. Like it's that close. Like it's that good. And um, uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted to mention Doc Ock was in this game. Well, he's not. So f- well, I'm not even going to say anything else more than that. Doctor Otto Octavius is in the game. Yeah, I was. I wasn't sure because I mean, because <laughs> they didn't show him in any of the trailers at all. No, the gameplay or nothing. And but he does show up within like what the first ten minutes or something. A lot of the stuff that's not in the trailers that hasn't been revealed has been amazing. That's one of the best parts is they. There's so much that they didn't show. Like hot damn! <laughs> uh, just wait till you get to the end of Act One. How that ends is like I finished Act One last night. Yeah. So yes. you got to play as a character. Then I will yes, not I be did. saying. Yes, All right. I did. 
Uh, and also, I also like the de- the the story, like the the depth of the history the characters all have. Like um, Otto Octavius and Norman Osborn, they do not like each other. They work together in the past. It has a seem it seems like, but they they hate each other. They do well, not. He, like one he, another. he says that he says they were lab partners in college. Yep. Yeah, these characters have a history with each other. Like, because I guess part of it, they, this is a Spider Man that is eight has been Spider Man for eight years. Yeah, he's twenty three. So so, so he's, he's already been, out of college and everything. Yep. And Nor- yeah, he's, not he's been Spider-Man for eight years. Otto was his mentor through college and stuff, too, is one of the things you find out early on, too. Yeah. If you pick I up the photo of them the yeah. in the office. Okay, I don't really remember that fully, but I mean, I'm not going to deny that. Yeah, the only really big change in this storyline compared to like the comics or the movies is that you're seeing Spider-Man, who's been Spider-Man for eight years, but two of the biggest supervillains in his history haven't become supervillains yet at the start of the game. And so that's like a huge difference. But yeah, it's the the the, the way that like they did a lot of changes to tell a, basically a new unique story of Spider-Man because I mean, by the time he's 23, the Sinister 6 he's already fought them like 19 times in the comics. Mm. But I mean, yeah, this is they altered a lot of stuff to also mix in other characters storylines that have been added to the Spider-Man mythos over the decades. And so it's it's a really good mix of different sources of different spider-man stories so i'll leave it at that without spoiling anything oh and i also like um you said you collected all the backpacks right bachman yeah yeah i got all the backpacks landmarks and i think it was one more thing last night well that's also how it's telling the uh storyline to a little bit like like his part of it's like from the undestructible horn or rhino you actually find oh. one of the backpacks it's like yeah. it sounds like a little story about it. i was like oh that's nice you can see like yeah. I've had there's, history with this. Yeah, there's 55 backpacks hidden throughout the city. Each backpack has an item that Parker tells you about it when you open the backpack. And so, yeah, it's it's 55 little mini stories that tell you more about the game, the characters, the world they live in, the tech, other villains he's fought. Like, it's awesome where it's this, it's basically a giant history lesson spread out in 55 little pieces throughout the city. Well, when you say mini stories, they're only like two, three, maybe four sentences long. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like they're super short. Like it's little, it's little blurbs basically about an yeah. item. But yeah, but, like it, it nails down almost an entire history of the character for eight years, which is awesome. And I told you one of my favorite ones is um, a business card he gets from Matt Murdock. He's like, "Oh yeah, that blind lawyer. How do you know <laughs> I was Spider Man?" I still <laughs> like the plushie. The plushie is great because oh, yeah. I have that plushie. It's actually the Funko plushie of Spider Man is in the game. Uh, and also with that business card from Matt Burdock, it actually has Braille on the card because yeah. you can rotate them around. And you can see the Braille on the other side, too. That's cool. That yeah. attention to detail. Insomniac, you're killing it. Yeah, like there, there's literally a point where last, last night I was just swinging through an area and I stopped and just walked through a back alley. Not on a main street, just a back alley between buildings. And like there's skid marks on the ground. There's dirt and puddles underneath gutters. There's random trash strewn next to trash cans. There's just random equipment and stuff beside buildings. The amount of time they spent building stuff that the majority of companies wouldn't care about for filling out an environment is part of what makes it such an immersive experience. Like it feels like an actual living city. And let me get to my my biggest problem with the game. Uh-oh. My, my mo- oh, uh, this this is a big one. I've been waiting for this game for two years. Ever since they announced it at E3 <laughs> 2016, I've been waiting for this game. Now, in waiting for two years, I, I'm at a crossroads here. Do I want to rush through it and beat it? And, or or do I want to just 
do a little bit at a time and hold back and not play it as much. I, I totally Which get what you're saying. Do? I totally get that because that was me with like Mass Effect 2 and 3. And Mass Effect 2, I rushed through it and I was like, oh man, I don't have any more. I got to wait for the DLC or wait for something else. So I actually paced myself a little bit with Mass Effect 3 until I couldn't take it anymore. That was the problem. I didn't have the self-control to pace myself. You know what? See, I figured that's why there's three different difficulty levels because I'm going to fly through on easy and then I'll take my time and I go back through on medium. Yeah. And three DLCs <laughs> coming for it also. Exactly. Yeah. You know what? Fuck it. I'm going to play it as I want to. See, that's the way to do it. Ah! ah! Yeah. So, yeah, we, we, I, I, I'm pretty sure me and Willie have put in way more hours than we should have since it was released Friday. Or he started Thursday night, actually. So, yeah, he's even worse than me. Yeah, I was going to be right there at midnight, select the game and go. But at around like 1130, I kind of dozed off a little bit. <laughs> and then at, at 1224, I woke up and I was like, oh, shit. Oh, like, oh, download, download, bitch! No, no, it's already it was already pre-downloaded on by, on Wednesday. It started pre-downloading. Oh, nice, even so, better. So by Friday, so Thursday night, I could instantly just go right there, just click on it, and it's done. And it's go, it's starting. So yeah, that that was that that was nice, nice. Now I'm gonna wait to give like any kind of number or value attached to it till I beat it, and probably have a week to digest it. Just a yeah, it's too early to start doing rankings and stuff. I, I like what a lot of the other uh, gaming sites are starting to do, which is we're not going to assign a number score to it. We're basically going to tell you what we liked and what we didn't, and at the end say, do we recommend it or not? Because I think numbering number scores, especially when a game first comes out, is too arbitrary. And then there's too much nitpicking where someone's like, well, you gave it a 4.5, and these guys gave it a 4. You're assholes. Why'd you do that? This game is great. I like the transition more <laughs> yeah. towards we recommend it, Here's what we like. Here's the flaws, things like that. I like what uh, Colin Moriarty always said. He was a editor at IGN, and then he went to Kind of Funny. And then I don't know if you remember last year, he also was fired. I talked about that. And that was fucked We're up. Telling a joke. <laughs> yep. But anyway, he. Always, I like what he said best. The number is arbitrary. It's what was written in the review is what should matter. Exactly. Yep. And yeah, and this is a fantastic, fun game. If you've ever enjoyed a Spider-Man game, you will enjoy this one. I can and, um, say that hands down. And we actually have the biggest news of all. Like, Bachman, you know the biggest news of all of this is, don't you? Burt Reynolds died. I already no, talked about it. No, no, of this. I said of this. Of Jesus. this? Yeah, of the Spider-Man. We get we had we got news yesterday. And I was like shocked, like, wait, what? The one and truly Chris over here, he went and got a PS4 for this <laughs> game. I did. Yeah. I have said if there's anything that would get Chris to get a PS4, it's fucking Spider-Man. And which version of the PS4 did you get, Chris? So I got the Spider-Man edition, actually, because they were actually still around. So let me tell the story here. It's a combination. Bravo! Bravo! It's a combination of you two and then and then my lovely fiance on Friday night. Like, why don't you just get a PlayStation and play Spider-Man? I pause and I go. Wait, what? <laughs> she goes, you know you want to play it. And oh. I said, hmm. And I went online and started looking. I said, I tell you what, we were going out to dinner that night and had to run a couple errands. I said, if I find one of the PS4 Pro Spider-Man edition packs, I will get it. Because you get a PS4 Pro, which is normally 400 bucks for $400 in this pack. Plus you get the Spider-Man game and all the DLC, which is like 80 bucks. So I was like, okay, you save 80 bucks by doing this. It's a red console. Who cares about that? But here's the thing. Those got bought up all over the place. People pre-ordered them. They might have been available earlier this week online to get, but they were nowhere to find. And I was like, whew, dodged a bullet. And until I went on Walmart's website and looked it up and said, oh, none of the Walmarts in town have it. 
oh shit, the one in Fairmont has it. Fairmont, for those that don't know, is like 20 miles down the road from my house. And That's I went, not fun. well, they got like six of them. I can think about it. I woke up in the morning. They had five of them. I went, eh, well, we'll see what happens. We went out this after- that afternoon to go and do Moltres Day for Pokemon Go. And I went, they're down to three. Oh, fuck it, I'm just going to do this. And I placed an order on my phone for pickup. They send me an email that says, we're confirming your financial information. This could take one to two days and it's for your safety. I was like, the shit? I want to go pick up my PlayStation. <laughs> so yeah, I was like, well, shit. how many do they have left in the store? I looked at the, they have two. I said, so worst case, after we're done here, I'm going to go buy that and cancel the online order. And probably about <laughs> a half hour left of uh, Maltrace Day, I get an email. Your order's ready for pickup. And I went, sweet. sweet. Nice. So yes. I did get the PS4 Pro Spider-Man Edition. It is a bright red console with a white spider on top. It matches nothing in my entertainment center, but it is hooked up in there. I had to redo. And it's beautiful. I had to redo some of my cabling to do it because I just redone the entertainment center recently. Got that in place. Then had to remember these are all first world problems, by the way. Then had to remember how to go into my uh, receiver to set it up so that the input I put it in, which was not the game input because that was taken already. I put it in my Blu-ray player input because I don't have a Blu-ray player. I put it in there and said, how do I set this up to do HDR? And I had to figure that out. And then I put the game into HDR and it was glorious. 4K HDR Spider-Man. It's pretty sweet. And now comes a better time. Uh, I want I want some of the people in the chat to also include this too. You also want some recommendations for other PS4 games yes. as well. I was going to ask for some recommendations. You guys have PS4s. Folks in the chat room do. I know Horizon Zero Dawn's one of them. It's on that, sale on uh, Newegg for like twelve ninety nine right now, so I'll probably get it at some point. That is that, that would probably be my top of the list of games you need to play, especially since you like Zelda so much. Right. So get that game. I was looking at PS4 exclusives I haven't played, so obviously the Uncharted games are something I want to play because everyone's talked about them. I'm like, okay, I can buy those for dirt cheap right now. Now I'm not buying them. Uncharted right now. 4. The- I need to play the first three also. I haven't played them. so They do have the first three of uh, the collector's edition. Yep. So that, that's some of the stuff I was looking at. It was like the Uncharted games at some point. But this is after I beat Spider-Man and after I beat some of the stuff oh, yeah. in my backlog on my Xbox. So, yeah, so Definitely. if you guys have suggestions, send them to me in the chat room. Send them to me on Twitter. The only question I have for you guys is, why are the fans so ungodly loud in a PlayStation 4? What do you mean? Like, oh, the fans. The fans. I didn't really like, notice it. When, I guess I sit closer to where it is. Like, my Xbox One X is super quiet, even when it's under load. And the PlayStation 4 is like, the entire time I'm playing Spider-Man. Maybe it's because it's graphically intensive. It's probably Spider-Man. Yeah, some that that must be the Well, that must be the pro version, too, because I've never, I don't think I've ever heard my PlayStation 4. Yeah, well, it Mine could doesn't be, make any noise. It could be a matter of being on the PS4 Pro because it, the fans are working hard on that one. I, 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 I have heard about that. I did hear about that a lot, but I don't really never notice it that much. I do hear it when it kicks in over. It's like, oh, okay. It is with like some graphically intense games like yeah. Spider-Man. Um, and since you also have the 4K HDR too, uh, Horizon is also runs in on that too. So you're going to be looking at it the best too. Oh, I wish I could see that. Oh, yeah, for uh, for love of insomniac, once you realize how much you love Spider-Man, I would suggest picking up a uh, infamous Second Son because that's the one they made specifically for the PlayStation Four. Uh, ooh, Bachman, you just did a faux pas. What? That was Sucker Punch. I thought it was Insomniac. No, that's Sucker Punch. Sucker that Punch did Insomniac. Uh, Sucker Punch did um, Infamous, and they also did uh, um, uh, Sly Cooper. Insomniac did uh, Ratchet and Clank. Okay, yeah. Well, Ratchet and Clank for PS4 was awesome as well. I thought oh, yeah. Infa- I thought they did the Infamous series as well. No, that, that, that's definitely Sucker Punch. They're also doing that one that I told you, the Ghost of Shishima. 
Yeah, that looks gorgeous. Yeah, they'll yeah. also work on that too. Either way, Infamous Second Son is for PS4, and it is gorgeous and super fun. Oh, and definitely God of War as well. Throwing that in on there too. I, I enjoy the yeah. karma-based games where you can become a good guy or a bad guy by the end of it. So some you of the either stuff- go face or turn heel. <laughs> I was also looking at the Kingdom Hearts 1 and 2 collection that was out because mm-hmm. I have never actually played them. I've watched my friends play them, so yeah. that's hours upon hours worth of stuff and Kingdom I Hearts 2 comes well. out this year. Oh, yeah. or, or Kingdom Hearts 4 or whatever the hell it is. I don't remember. Kingdom Hearts 3 coming out. That's it. Yeah, th- I mean, those are a time sink. Those those are giving up a chunk of your life if you're going to play Those are fucking grindy games. I can't <laughs> yeah. do it anymore. Well, they're I old school RPGs. Yeah. No, not quite old school RPGs. I mean, Jesus Christ. You're talking about 2000, what, 2? 2003? Yeah, they're not Dragon old Warrior. School. Yeah, how about to say, Chris? <laughs> Check your privilege, Chris. Check my privilege. I'm sorry. <laughs> what was I thinking? <laughs> Check your privilege. There's not something I thought I'd ever hear on this podcast. <laughs> Said the white man to the other white man. Check your privilege, sir. Well, to be fair, a lot of white people do say that to other white people. <laughs> oh. So, yep, that that's the Spider-Man. Do, 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 bow! Yeah. yeah. I will say I've only gotten to play about an hour and a half, maybe two hours worth of Spider-Man because I didn't pick it up until yesterday afternoon, came home, watched a football game that didn't end until like nine, played for an hour and a half, woke up this morning, went to the grocery store, played for about a half hour, then went, I guess I got to do a podcast now. Oh, uh, do any of you guys, uh, how do you guys feel about what I said about it? Do you guys kind of agree with it? I think from what I have played so far, what you said is fair. The problem is I haven't put enough play time in oh, to I really have a full opinion on anything. Bob, do you have yeah, any I, concerns with what I said? I did four or five hours Friday night and then probably eight or nine yesterday, maybe ten. Um, I would agree with all of that, plus the fact um the the walls the wall crawling is a little sticky sometimes. There's yeah. points where you walk up to a wall and you can be pushing forward and he'll just keep running. And you don't actually start climbing, which is a little weird unless you hit R2 and then you start running up the wall. Oh, you have to um, hit R2 to start climbing it. But I mean, sometimes you can just walk into a wall and start climbing like inside yeah. buildings. But yeah, so, so sometimes that's a little glitchy. But I mean, it's a very tiny thing where it doesn't happen that often. And then also uh, there's social media on here. Um, on inside the game at NYC Wallcrawler is Peter Parker's Twitter feed. And it's hilarious. You can spend half an hour just reading the Twitter feed in the game. Like... I fucking love that. You know, I never look at that. I see it on there. I just never look yeah. at it. But you can scroll back through it. It's awesome. Uh, um, I will. Uh, one complaint. It's not about the game, but I will complain about pre-ordering. Um, Chris had talked about the whole Amazon day and date thing, which they canceled and stopped doing after I'd paid for a game. But I want to say thanks to Colin Addington, my buddy, because he gave me a red box code. So I went and rented Spider-Man for half off on Friday and brought it home after work. But I want to show you guys this because I'm still, this is just making me even more mad. I'm sharing my screen for those watching live. I pre-ordered Spider-Man on the PS4 on Amazon March 25th. They still haven't even fucking shipped it yet. Just cancel it and buy it somewhere else. I already paid for it on that credit card and I don't have fucking money to pay for it anywhere else. (laughs) But yeah, it doesn't charge your credit card till it ships. Yeah, that's true. as, As far as I know, it's already charged my Amazon card. But yeah, it's it's so annoying because w- what's the point of pre-ordering a game through your company? I mean, okay, if you don't want to do it day and date, that's fine. But it should have at least shipped on Friday. How the fuck is it now Sunday and it still hasn't shipped? Because they got so crushed, gone, probably. I mean, it yeah. happens. It's happened on a couple of games for me. But 
But yeah, there's no point in pre-ordering a game with a company six months early if I'm going to get the game a week late. That's so yeah, I, I won't be ordering anything through Amazon again because since I don't pay for Prime, this is apparently how they punish you if you don't pay for Prime. I think it happened to Prime people too. It's just a matter of there were too many pre-orders for it. Yeah, the, the um, one and only game I did for day and date for Prime was the Uncharted Collector's Edition. I see. And I remember there was another game, like something that I got, where like literally the day it came out, I had it delivered at my house. I was like, "That's fucking spectacular!" And so that's what I was expecting with Spider-Man. And yeah, now it's supposed to show up sometime next Thursday or Friday. What the fuck? Oh, here it is. Can't this is actual case. They had like six thousand of them at GameStop and Best Buy. I thought about it, but then I don't get my pre-order code. Yeah, that's, oh, yeah, that's a good point. But I mean, the pre-order code does, it doesn't do much. I mean, it just lets you get those costumes a little early. That's all it really does. Here's the thing to consider, and, though. In today's world, nine times out of ten, you don't have to pre-order because it's not like they're going to run out of these games like there was the concern on some of these things in the past. How they hook you is to get some of those pre-order bonuses, which may not really matter. Here's the thing. If you keep pre-ordering games and end up being shitty, it just encourages them to keep putting shit out. Whoa, Chris! They 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 they're the good. They're going to run out of digital codes. Yeah, what? Well, exactly. <laughs> well, I mean, and that's the thing too. As we've migrated to digital, who gives a shit on some of this stuff? You can pre-order and get a bonus, or you can wait until reviews come out and get it. I, I pre-ordered digitally. The only I reason get I pre- shit digitally. yeah, the only reason I pre-order games anymore is because I got a discount for pre-ordering. If I didn't get a discount, I'm not going to pre-order it because. What's the point? I can go and buy it off the shelf yeah. after I read reviews and find out whether it's good. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. I'll get off my soapbox now. No, we like soapbox. That's what we're here for. <laughs> oh, you do kind of smell a little bit, so please rub some of that soap. <laughs> you you got to wash my mouth out with the soap in the soapboxes. I got a friggin' potty mouth. That's what it comes down to. I'm just most... You, I was... When Bachman said... Uh, when <laughs> told me yesterday that Chris on Twitter said he got a PS4. I was like, Twitter? What? I don't have a Twitter thing. It popped up for me. I he meant the Hangouts. Out. No, oh. he meant the Hangouts. Well, I think I said he posted that he got a PS4. And blamed you all. Twitter. On my Facebook yeah. post, it says, this is Anthony Bachman and Willie Nelson's fault. Oh, uh, okay. I haven't been on Facebook yeah. yet. This oh, week, so it's so. not Spider-Man's fault. It's our <laughs> fault. I choose to blame you guys for making me spend an exorbitant amount of money cool. for one video game. I'll well, let the, you guys The know. important thing, the important thing is that when Anthem comes out, we will have Team AGN rocking four I'm, power suits fuck in that. Anthem. I'm playing on Xbox because controller's better. You uh, already whoa, have a whoa, PS4. Whoa, whoa. You, the PlayStation controller now. sucks. Yes. No, what? Oh. Yes. How does it suck? Blasphemy. Because the thumbsticks aren't offset. So what? what Neither what are my hands. Because, <laughs> because I don't get the buttons right. Because it's always like, press the triangle button. Like, what the fuck is triangle? Is that X? Is it A? Is That's it- on you. No, it's triangle. You need more PlayStation time. That's all that is. Yeah, you try. How do you you play a Switch and you go to Xbox? All the fucking letters are all jumbled around between yeah, those. But they're two. letters, not fucking symbols. Those symbols have meaning to them. <laughs> what meaning does that have? Well, for one, it's kind of like uh, think about <laughs> the, it. The circle is one line. X is two lines. Triangles three lines and squares. But not only that, they actually had a purpose. Like uh, when they first came out, like X and circle. That was like. Circles okay in Japan. X is like for you know cancel. Well, or, and didn't you know, the PlayStation no. One come out before the Xbox One? Who cares? Well, yeah. It doesn't mean that, the controller's better. So, and no, square- that means those symbols that you're having trouble with have been in place and a known quantity longer. That doesn't mean so, bullshit though. If I don't like it, buttons are bullshit because Xbox just fucking you mean made because Nintendo's been doing ABXY since the Super Nintendo days. 
Yeah, they were just copying them. So that's even worse. What are you talking Ladies about? That was before Xbox. PlayStation even existed. No, no, he's saying Xbox, no, saying copied, Xbox copied them, so they're lazy. Sony uh, came up with a new whole fucking thing. I'm not quite agreeing change, with them. I'm just, it I understand what you're saying. It doesn't change the fact I don't <laughs> like a PlayStation controller. When I hold it in my hands, it doesn't feel right. The, the Switch Pro controller, the Xbox controller, they fit better in my hands. They feel right. I don't like having two thumbsticks at the bottom of the screen. I like the offset. Feel right. Well, he, you, you here, here's the thing. Here, no, 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 Chris, Chris, I'm about to change your mind. Chris, wait, hold on one second. I'm going to change your mind right here. Do you ever like play like later at night when uh, your, your girl goes to sleep? Yeah. And you try to play quieter then? I don't give a shit. It's upstairs and I'm in the living room. Well, I'm just saying <laughs> there's a good one of the best features is you can plug in earbuds into your ears and plug it directly into the controller and have all the volume come through why, the controller. Why would I want to do earbuds? that when I have Dolby Atmos surround sound? I'm just saying, if the, if you want to be quiet for any particular reason, <laughs> that's the best fucking feature of that controller. Look, all of your all of your statements are valid. I don't like the feel of a PlayStation controller. That is the problem. That is on me. It doesn't matter whether PlayStation came up with their button concept before Xbox. I don't give a shit. It doesn't feel right to me. <laughs> that's just because you're you had in the mindset of the Xbox One X with the stupidest fucking name ever. Yeah, okay. The it just looks like, good. It works great. Willie, but the fucking name is stupid. Willie, go hold a fucking Switch Pro controller. It's the exact same kind of layout of things. It feels right. It fits right. I can use I've it. Played right. an Xbox controller before. It's it, just it's a better controller. It feels a little weird. Yeah, I don't know I about think the better. Xbox controllers are too bulky. I'll take my Xbox Pro controller any day of the week over a PlayStation Four controller. And also. I'm sorry. Aren't the Xbox controllers still running on batteries? That or you have battery to like double A batteries? Or yeah, something? that's a good thing because you don't have to tether into things. If you run out of batteries, you can put more in, or you buy a rechargeable pack to put in it. Whoop de do. My or you have a lithium ion battery built into the controller, really, not the really, fucking worry. Lithium ion batteries die over time. Okay, so uh, after how long? I don't know. It varies on how much you charge it and whatnot. This is I've the stupidest argument we're having right here. <laughs> oh, still an argument oh we're that's having. not true. We've had dumber arguments. Suncast is 100% right. Last five minutes of this show, no Xbox controller is better. No PlayStation controller is better. I made a comment from my point of view, and then I'm getting savaged. It's like being on I fucking not, Twitter. I'm not saying which controller is better. I just want to state that right now. I'm, I'm trying to defend you saying the PlayStation controller is trash. That is what you said Verbatim, you son of a bitch. I know, I know, I know, but still. (laughs) But it's not what I said verbatim. (laughs) I know, I'm just, it was a a hyperbole, all right? (laughs) It's a hyperbole. Yeah, it's fake news. Uh, All right. I'm just defending. (laughs) You know you said something bad about, I'm just defending. I never said Xbox is worse. All right. So we're going to transition off of this. One last thing on it, though. Out of any of us on the show, who is best equipped to say which controller they like? Who has all three of the current gen consoles in their house and has played on all of them? That's me, asshole. <laughs> I win. Uh, do, you, do you like how he said, we're going to move on here, but we're just going to be one last word because I'm saying so. Because you, you I, like that? I you like control that? the buttons that translate off of things. That's true. He does control the buttons. <laughs> well, press the goddamn button, then you son of a bitch. Oh, I love it. All right. So, for those that aren't aware, when we're not arguing about Xbox and PlayStation controllers, like it's not a goddamn button, Chris. I already hit the button. <laughs> He's so mad, and it really entertains me right now. But for those that aren't aware, when we're not arguing about our preferred controller of types, 
We are part of a network of shows called the Gunna Geek Network that you can find online. There's 25 plus different shows in the network that cover a variety of topics from specific television shows to video game culture to pretty much anything. We've got all sorts of stuff. But we can't talk about every show each week because if we did, we'd be here for another half hour, 40 minutes. What we can do, though, is give you a taste of one other show and say, hey, you guys might want to go check this one out. And this is when I throw things over to the one and only Willie Nelson to tell us all about this show. And please not talk about PlayStation 4 controllers. Chris, I think it's the first time ever that you forgot the D. Because I know how much you love that D. Anyway, today I'm going to be talking about Game Life Balance US. Podcast episode number 55. Dave Wisnowski changed his life on a dare and ended up creating a legendary video game. That's a long title. In 2002, Dave Wisnowski quit his job and set out to make his own wrestling game. More than 15 years later, he's still at the helm of Pro Wrestling X, one of the most ambitious independent game projects in modern video game history. In this podcast, he tells his story and gives an update on the game that by all rights shouldn't exist and how he's been able to stick with it for so long. Back to you, Chris. Thank you. I think so. Yeah, go check out Game Life Balance US and the rest of the shows on Gonna Geek Network by heading over to gunnageek.com and clicking on the network button. But all that being said, it is time for us to start wrapping things up. As we wrap yeah. things up, we have a little bit called What I'm Into. It's our chance to share with you guys who are watching live or listening at a later date just what kind of geeky and nerdy things we've been getting into so that maybe, just maybe, you can go check them out yourselves. Uh, Anthony, why don't you kick it off for us? What have you been getting into, sir? You mean besides Spider-Man? Yeah, is there more to life than <laughs> Spider-Man on PS4? Well, well Spider-Man didn't come out till Friday. You had the whole previous week there. <laughs> uh, the whole previous week was just figuring out how I was going to get Spider-Man on Friday. I was contemplating running out and buying it anyways. And fucking, oh. No, um, I've been uh, working on some drawings. I got some more of the, the pop little killers done. I got some more of the cards. I'm doing a sketch card series of all the killers from Dead by Daylight. Got a couple of those inked this week. I finished one of the division pieces for uh, the Fantasy Comic League. Uh, we got our drafts done, so we're into our next season. And then I've got uh, the second piece, uh, the skin tone colored, which I was worried about because it's the first time I've done an African character with uh, Copic Barkers. So I did the smart thing, and I went in online and found an hour-and-a-half tutorial of a guy on YouTube uh, doing an African-American character with uh, Copics to figure out how to do the layers of the markers to get the skin tone just right. Because, yeah, layering markers to do skin tones, the, the darker the skin, the harder it is because the more colors you're going to use and the more chance there is of, like, bleed. And so depending on if you have really cheap paper or if your marker goes crazy, like, it can be really it can be really troublesome. But, yeah, I figured that out and got the, the, the skin tone done on that drawing, so I have to do the costume now. But I'm not as worried about that because I was just worried about getting the skin tone right, so I'm happy with how it turned out. And then, um, yeah, went out Friday uh, because my buddy Colin, thank you, gave me the code. I went and picked up Spider-Man. And then um, I did want to stop by Best Buy because a couple of movies had come out and I hadn't picked them up yet. So I went and checked a couple places on my way to go get my comics. And I found my very first Funko Pop chase figure in the wild and paid regular uh, $8.99 price for it. So I was super stoked. Uh, I found the Porg that's like crying. But yeah, it was just the regular price. They didn't bump it up at Best Buy, which is cool because some stores will jack up a chase figure to like $30 on the shelf. And it was just the regular price. So I was like, cool, I'll pick up a Porg. And then um, I picked up my um, uh, the, the the Marvel double pack 
I got me all things uh all things Thanos and all things Deadpool. So it it's it's basically just, you know, one actor kicking ass all over the place, but I got the steel book for Deadpool. I got the Blu-ray for Infinity War. So yeah, I I, I started watching Infinity War again. I'll probably watch some cable later today. Some uh some juggernaut bitch. It's just yeah. Two two damn funny films. And yeah, just the fact that Josh Brolin is the star of like the two biggest Marvel movies in a year is just awesome. And the fact that he nailed both characters so well is incredible. And uh, just, yeah, uh, all, all things Marvel. I'm having a Marvel weekend. I had like seven or eight Marvel comics that I picked up, got Spider-Man, got the Marvel movies. And I was thinking about it when I, when I fired up the nice, well, he's got the Deadpool steel book. Best buy. When, when, when I fired up uh, the infinity war and the Blu-ray started, I realized that part of the problem, like I, I, you know, people probably say I hate on DC and talk, you know, we, we've been known to talk shit about DC movies and talk up the Marvel movies. I don't hate the DC movies. When I fired up Infinity War at home, watching it for the first time, like I, I got like, like heart palpitations, like fucking like butterflies in the stomach, like, oh, I get to watch Infinity War at home. And it's been 18 movies into a 10 year series. The amount of joy and how fucking happy I felt. I want that for DC fans because I remember that for DC movies when I was a kid. I remember Christopher Reeve in the first Superman. I remember when 89 Batman came out and it was the coolest fucking thing on the planet. It's hard to see it now, but at the time, that bat costume and fucking um, Tim Burton, it was the coolest thing ever. There was never a more badass superhero than fucking Michael Keaton as Batman. It was so cool. And I just I want the DC fans to have that feeling again. And so that's why I feel bad about some of the DC movies. But I'm, I'm hoping with the the two Captain Marvels coming out, maybe both companies will start kicking ass and getting back on getting on course again. But yeah, that's what I've been up to. I'm gonna go watch some more movies and play some more Spider-Man. If you think about it, like just like Marvel's idea at the beginning, like, you know, we're gonna make we're gonna have we're gonna start making a lot of these movies. We're going to contract these actors to still to keep on doing them too. That was kind of that must have been crazy back in you know, like 2007 when they started getting the gears in motion, or 2006 when they started the gears in motion. Well, uh, people don't remember that at the time Robert Downey Jr. was having trouble getting insured. He was having trouble getting cast in movies because companies wouldn't insure him because of his history of crimes and drug use. John Favreau had done what Swingers and a couple mm-hmm. other movies, but wasn't a huge name. And Iron Man was a third tier character at best in the comics. Nobody gave a fuck about Iron Man. Yeah, I was weird because I loved the Iron Man book in the early 2000 and there weren't yeah. a ton of people reading it. Yeah, the book was great, but like it wasn't selling well. If it was, if honestly, if, it, if Tony Stark hadn't been the main character in that book, it probably would have been canceled. It wasn't doing well. I mean, yeah, also, so it was also all, to- it was a whole bunch of huge risk where at the same time there was no risk because if that Iron Man movie came out and failed, nobody would have give a shit. Nobody would have cared. But I mean, you also have to look at it from the actor's standpoint too. Like I'm going to have to be making a lot of these movies like pretty quickly. Yeah. And I'm under contract. What was it? Sam I- Jackson's original contract was nine films. Like that's insane. Has he even done For- all those yet? I think he finished his first contract because it's the nine cameos at the end of like all the movies. Because like the first five was just cameo, 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 and then he did Avengers. Well, it was Robert Downey Jr. and the Incredible Hulk. Yeah, like yeah, he, that was one of his appearances as well. But yeah, like the the idea of signing Sam Jackson for like a nine movie deal when they're starting this thing, like that was probably ridiculous. Yeah, probably, but it paid off for him. Yeah, and it it definitely worked. 
But yeah, just I I I hope going forward, like because there's already people doing like the Captain Marvel versus Captain Marvel debates online, which is fucking ridiculous. There's gonna be a female Captain Marvel. Yeah, Captain Marvel and Shazam are both oh, Captain Marvel. Okay. You said so you Captain Marvel, Captain Marvel, one hundred percent sure. So yeah, there's people already talking shit online. And God, I hope Zach Levi kills it. The movie looks amazing. The director has said that apparently they're still doing updates to the suit. So what we've seen in the previews and the photos, none of that's the finished product yet. So the entire the entire finished movie is going to have another like layer of CGI over the suit. Which I mean, we saw that, and someone talked about. I was like, that's not a bad thing. We saw that in Black Panther. You look at the first trailer of Killmonger, and when the the outfit falls off and he wears the suit for the first time, it looks totally different from what hit the theaters. Like oh, they, they do that all the time. Redid, yeah, they completely redid the suit. Like Guardians yeah, of the Galaxy, they uh, from the first trailer to when the yeah. movie comes out, even uh, Fantastic Fan Four Stick, they did that. Yeah. With the, the the Alien Planet thing was um, the negative zone was yeah, like was totally red, different. and then it was now is green. Yeah, but, uh, it completely. Yeah. It's something where I'm hoping you know going forward that yeah we're gonna see Captain Marvel for Marvel is gonna kick ass because they have an Oscar nominated act or an Oscar winning actress in that role and she's gonna come up you know we get a, a throwback movie from the 90s and then we get her showing up and kicking Thanos's ass like I'm so excited for those but I'm also super excited that hopefully Zach Levi is gonna put out what might be the funniest most heartfelt DC comic movie so far that we didn't get with Superman, and so we need it with Shazam, because they need a fucking character that's not dark and gritty. And that we may they, never get with Superman, because Henry Cavill's about to be yeah. really busy with a Witcher sh- Witcher series. With the Witcher series. Uh, Man of yeah. Steel was better than a bunch of uh, Marvel movies. I'm You're full of shit. Right yeah. Thor the Dark World is better than Man of Steel. No, it is not. Thor is accurate yes, to the is. character. Because Man of Steel, Zack Snyder has no clue what the fuck makes Superman Superman. That's not on My, Henry Cavill. Man, I didn't say it was on oh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill's awesome. I yeah. loved Henry Cavill in Justice League when he actually got to be real Superman. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> we can have this argument at another point. And yes, Sailor Paul, and I'm raising my hand right now in the chat room, says all those who want to see James Gunn do Green Lantern Corps, raise your hand. Man, oh, I want hell. It. Both hands. Can I put a foot up? Yeah. Like, goddamn. Yeah, uh, I'm totally I in on that. I love wait, that. Is, that. is that a thing that's in talks? Well, he no. got fired from Disney. But supposedly, Why you work for DC? supposedly there's a lot of interest in James Gunn with other studios out there. Oh, so. yeah, I know that. Trust me, I know <laughs> that because Disney, yeah. you done fucked up big time. Yeah, I'm just, I'm People just... would care. No one gave a fuck. <laughs> All right, so we are pressed for time, so I'm going to go next. I'm going to make it quick what I've been getting into. I played Spider-Man yesterday, went out for Pokemon Go, Maltrace Day, and caught 10, 11 of them. One of them was shiny. That was fun. Uh, been rewatching the league because I'm playing fantasy football again this year, and the league makes me laugh. And oh, it's so good! Despite being dated, the references to some of the players, it's still hella funny, and I love that. And, and I, Pete just started an Instagram account yesterday. Uh, Mark Duplass. Nice. And then uh, last thing for the fantasy comic league, I have won two seasons in a row now. Nice. As we transition away from Midtown over to the Red Room. Hopefully I can keep that going. Here's a positive sign. I just won my second season. I had the number one pick in the redraft as it was random and totally got Spider-Man and Captain Marvel and Ms. Marvel. Red Room? What does that mean? Nice. Is that something from from comics? It's something. That's where Widow was trained. Yeah. It's what was responsible for Widow's training. Because I just heard what a Red Room means in the deep web. I don't want to (laughs) know. Don't tell me. That's something different. I don't want to know. But that's what I've been getting into. what you're thinking. Willie, why don't you wrap us up by telling us what you've been getting into? Well, I learned what a red room is in the deep web. Let me. <laughs> and again, I'll reiterate: well, please don't tell us. Talk about that. Yeah, we don't want to know. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's ignorance not, is bliss. 
Leave us alone. Yeah, just think of hostile. That's all you got to think of. I don't want to know anymore. No more. Um, so pretty much playing a lot of Dead by Daylight before Friday, of course. But <laughs> this is uh, this is um, uh, this is BS before Spider Man. <laughs> Accurate. It's a previous timeline now. It's not even the same world, man. I started. I started counting down on Wednesday. It's like thirty-eight more hours. <laughs> I got thirty-eight more hours. I can play Spider-Man till at midnight. <laughs> I started that. I started thinking like that just because I because it popped in my downloads and it it said and it gave me a countdown like one day and so many hours left for you know before you can play it. It's like. What was weird though, also because I pre-ordered it, and you get like a theme, and I've been having the same PlayStation theme for since God of War. Is the God of War theme? Good music in the background of it, but um, yeah, the theme was also dated for that midnight too. Like, why cannot I just fucking use the theme now? I was alright, a spoiler or something in it? No, it's just fucking Spider-Man on it, but it does have the sound effect of the thwip and the whoosh whenever you move through the menu. That's pretty cool. That's cool. Oh, and speaking of themes on the PS4, I would, or was it just, or was this the PS3? Never get the Sonic one. There was a Sonic one that was just super loud sound effects every time you move through the menu, like the little ring, like whenever it gets a ring or gets, it was just super loud. I was like, why? Oh God! And it was just, it was just so noisy and cluttered. Yeah, the Spider-Man theme's fantastic. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. so you get the little flip. I, it came with my digital, with my version of the game, so I automatically went over to the Spider-Man theme. Nice. The God of War one is pretty damn nice itself, because just because that music in the background, just because I've been having it on there just for the music, the the orchestra, like the whole thing. Nice. But, uh, yeah. And um, I don't know if I talked about last week, but uh, they are going to release a new killer for Dead by Daylight, and it's going to be. Uh, like a samurai girl. I think it's going to be based upon like the Smile Girl uh, Japanese kind of horror story. It's what it seems like it's going to be based on. Uh, yeah, it looks kind of cool. And the new map uh, looks kind of cool too, like a like a feudal Japan type look to it. Interesting. And other than that, would I watch any movie? I don't think I watched any movies. Uh, but my buddy came over. We watched Kingsman too because he hadn't watched that. He's coming over every two weeks because he has his daughter every other week. And next week, or the not this week, but the one after, we're going to be watching Thor Ragnarok because he's never seen that one. Oh, so much fun. I love that movie. Which is better than Man of Steel. I'll give it that. But Man of Steel is better than Thor The Dark World. We're not going to argue with you about how wrong you are anymore, Willie. It's not. I'm sorry. I thought we already argued enough about the goddamn controllers. I wasn't bringing it back up. <laughs> I wasn't going to bring it up. But you were thinking it. No, I'm just ready to end this debate because we'll not change either side's minds on any of this. So what's the point in arguing about it? Controller is all about your personal feel. Thank you. Someone someone said it feels like a tiny controller or something. It feels good in my hand. I got big hands. Uh-huh. I've heard that from other people, too. What <laughs> <laughs> the lady said, oh, I just got big hands. It's not that small. No, I was making a subtle political joke without actually calling it oh. out. But thanks for making me make it. Well, I didn't think you would get political on this show, so I didn't even <laughs> think you would even do that. Sometimes it makes subtle jabs. That's all I can say on that. But That's fair enough. Yeah, but the controller is not that bad. Just it go is ahead. Time do, for do your wrap-up. It is time for us to Start close up. things out, so a big thank you to everyone who did <laughs> join on, us Chris, today for this episode of the podcast. Don't forget, we stream live every Sunday at 11 a.m. Damn it, Chris, I got Spider-Man to go play. <laughs> 10 a.m. Central over on Geeks.Live, the official official 
streaming He's home gone full plaid. of the Gunna Geek Network. You can find <laughs> us in a variety of other things there. Just go over to Geeks.Live, scroll to the bottom of the page. You'll see a live schedule of all of the events that are upcoming. And I do think there is some other live content on there today. So please go check it out. And Fuck enjoy. this time out. Spider-Man time. Well, since Willie's gone, Anthony, you got any final <laughs> thoughts for us as we shut this thing down? Josh Bowling kicks ass. Ain't that the truth? I don't think anyone can dispute that. We all need more Spider-Man. And that Thanos did nothing wrong. That's true. Thanos did nothing wrong. On that note, we will see you all next week. Thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to this brand new episode of the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast. Don't forget, we'll be back next Sunday live at 11 a.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Central, over at live.atgnpodcast.com, channel 3 of the Alpha Geek radio app, and over at our network home at gunnageek.com slash live. If you have any feedback for the show, please contact us, atgnpodcast at gunnageek.com, on our hotline number at 304-806-ATGN, or even better, go to Twitter and send us a message at atgnpodcast. The music you've heard in this show is produced by Kevin McLeod and can be found at incompetech.com.